Um, so I'm just going to uh, just uh, just quickly mention one thing. Uh, I believe uh, maybe perhaps it will tie into what has been said today, and I'll go to what Pastor Emeka mentioned uh, when he started. Uh, I think he read Romans chapter two, and I'm going to read that quickly. So Romans chapter two, verse seven, that says, "To them who by patience continuance in well doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life." Amen. And um, this when I, when when he started saying this, he mentioned something uh, that you know just struck my heart. He says that the journey is not for the weary, right? Uh, it says it's not for the weary. And of course, um, that in a sense uh, just quickly began to speak to me about the, the strides in Christ, the things you do in Christ. Because when you are journeying in Christ, it's actually a journey that could result in being weary. Uh, what I mean by that is there's a lot in Christ that needs to be done. There's a lot that is being eroded. You know, imagine when you, when you hear Christ, you think of faith, hope, and charity, right? And of course, I remember when we started and, you know, prophecy will come and say, the journey is far, the journey is far. I mean, by now, I mean, it's not making sense that indeed <laughs> the journey is far. Uh, we have no clue how far the journey was, right? So the journey is far. And it's, 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 it's a long journey. It's a journey in, uh, that is long and far. I mean, when you, when you think of Christ, and then you start talking about everlasting, you think of everlasting, you think of eternity, right? Of course, it's a lasting journey altogether. And what I want to bring out here is your movement, your growth, um, inwardly is a journey. Now, and this is the part where I want to just quickly put a, a distinction um, in what has been said concerning Christ and everlasting life. Amen. And I'm just quickly going to read um, John 20, verse 31. Amen. And it says, But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And I said, The Son of God. And that believing ye might have life. Through his name. Amen. You know, Pastor Jeff mentioned something on, uh, no, on the first day about, you know, this aspect of uh, believing is actually pregnant, right? And it's a belief system that it's, it's not just the, 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 the mental thinking, I believe, and then you have life. It's a whole lot of things. I believe in that believing, there is believing in Christ as well. As here it says, and that believing which is a present continuous, ye might have life. Which means you have to believe to have life. Which means all aspect of Christ is believing. Amen. Now, this aspect of Christ here, um, I, I, I like to make a distinction here, or just to explain it a bit. Because when we hear Christ, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, at least for me a long time ago, is the person Jesus. Now, and because of that is a veil. For me, because I couldn't see Christ, which is what is in him. Amen. 
No, they talked about what God wrought in Christ. So there's something God did. There's a work that God did in the person that you saw that was given birth to in the manger, that grew up, that uh, started healing the sick, and died, rose up. There's, it's what, what made up that man is not something simple. There's a complex work in him that is for you and me. That work is what they refer to as Christ. Amen. So when you're thinking about Christ, don't just think the person. Think about the nature of Christ. Because what, what God is wrought in him, what it will bring to you is a nature. Amen. So that is Christ. Amen. Amen. And then it said, the son of God. Here it says, that believe. It said, this thing's written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. The son of God. I mean, and this, this thing you see here is mentioned all across John. Matthew 13, they mentioned it too. I mean, it's so evident that Christ and the Son of God, they are two different things. But they are two things that installed in one person. Yes. The man, Christ Jesus. Yes. Yes. These are work installed in a man. Amen. So Jesus, who have Christ, grew up to be the living son. Amen. Amen. So you journey from Christ, you journey to the son of the living God. Amen. Amen. Uh, I will just quickly go to John 6, verse 57, where the theme is, and then uh, I think I'll just round up there. Amen. And as it says in verse uh, 57, as the living father had sent me, I live by the father. So he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Amen. Now, the living son is a state you need to come into to begin to have life. Or when you say you have life, I mean, in Christ you have life, but you don't have the true life. Because when you come into the world of God, everlasting world is when you begin to have the things that are true. Amen. Now, when he says true, it's not just saying, okay, that one is false, that one is true. They're talking about, when you, when you look at true, the word spiritually, the, the, the sense of true, talks about originality. What, what the, it talks about origin. It talks about what was there from the beginning. Amen. And it is living. There's a, there's a point you can get to where you can live. Amen. Now, you can't live if you have no life in you. Amen. And to have life in you, you must have been accumulating things pertaining to life. And that is what Christ is for. Amen. The journey in Christ is to take you out of the world. Because the world has things installed in you that will stop you from living. Amen. Satan, all, all the arrangement of the heavens that was explained to us, what they are to do is to stop you from journey into living. They will stop you from living. Eh? principalities, powers, they won't allow you to respond to Christ because they know that if you can take Christ to the fullest, you will live. So their aim is to make sure that you don't live. What do they do? Then they begin to set up things around you. Believe this. Believe that. You know what? You have Christ. Just say you have it. You have it. Eh? Just believe you have it. You have it. It's actually not the teachings of righteousness. When righteousness is teaching you, it tells you, you have it, now do it. Mm. 
So you have it is half truth. You do it is the complete arrangement of truth. Which means that when you now begin to talk about the journey, it's actually by doing. And that is the reason for faith. So you journey in Christ by faith because faith is what makes you move. Now, one of the characteristics of a living thing, when you say what is living, is that you have movement. Eh? Mr. Najadi, you have, you have movement. Now, faith is what causes movement to happen to you, right? And then you journey. When you begin to, faith propels you. It is, faith is your feet. When you talk about faith, you hear the gospel, right? The gospel of truth, right? You hear good tidings of good things, amen? It moves you, it moves your Faith deals with your feet. Because when you get born again, you are not moving. You are just, they, they, calibrate, they are recalibrating you from your belief system to another thing. But faith of the son now begins to propel you forward in righteousness. Amen. When it propels you, because you are moving, you are on the run, you can get weary. You can get weary. That is why you have to be patient. And impatient, you have to wait. As you are moving, you are waiting. Amen. You will run, you will not be weary. I mean, you will walk, you will not... You, and then they will renew yourself. You will now get to a point where you mount up with wings. Now, they are, they are, every time you are journeying, they are changing your strength. Because they are, they are going to move you from your strength into the strength that is everlasting. Because you need everlasting strength to defeat he that doeth evil. Amen. So you move, you journey into life. Amen. And then when you journey into life, then you come into a living state. When you come into living state, that, that is the most, I would say, I would say for now, I mean, it's, it's a blessed place to be. Now, because, you know, as we were talking, you know, when you, when you want to stay in Christ, they say, don't stay in Christ. So. Why? Because there's still evil there. You can overcome sin, but there's evil that is about to fight you. Now, if you know that you want to overcome evil, then you won't stay alone in the nature of Christ. There's another nature to come into, and it is the living nature, which is given by the living Son of God. Amen. In living, you deal with evil. Yes, mm. It is how you defeat evil is by living. If you are not living, you can't, you can't defeat evil. Evil will beat you hands down. Amen. Evil will what? Beat you hands down. I mean, you are help, when, when, when evil is coming and you know, talking with you, hi, uh, you know, you know I, I, I really have something for you to do. Because evil, evil does not say, uh, I am the demon that is fighting you. No. It does not appear to you in your dream. It does not give you food to eat at night. Amen. Evil, evil comes to you and tells you, I have, I have work for you. Now, there, there is something inside that should respond to evil and say, I don't want to do your work. But when you don't have life, you can't reason. When he says, I have work for you, you say, oh, yeah, speak for your servant, hear it. Yeah. That's the nature in the soul. Because you, we are, as we are servant to sin, we can also be servant to evil. Amen. Say, so speak eh, for your servant hear it. So when, when evil is talking to you, you don't have any defense. 
Because evil has defense mechanism, they are set around you, which Christ had to deal with. Amen. And part of the defense system that I, that I, I saw is that, and Pastor Jeff mentioned it, is that peace in yourself. I notice that when you look at Christ, there were a lot of things they dealt with when it comes to things around, outside you, things that doesn't necessarily have to do with your person. I mean, when you look at your person and you look at the love of the brethren, yeah. Yeah, it is very easy. I'm not saying easy, easy though, but when you compare it in everlasting nature, right? It is very easy to do love of the brethren. Love brothers. Coming to charity. Is it to love? Love does not. The reason for charity, I'm beginning, I saw is the reason for charity is to teach you the nature to, to begin to look inwardly, outside yourself. Amen. It is outside yourself because they move from outside to inward. Now, when, I, when, when uh, you know, this teaching of everlasting began to come, one thing I realized is the, the, everlasting, the everlasting teachings is beginning to center on the body. Not just, not just uh, what you think, what just you know. You know that we're learning spirit, soul, body. And uh, Timothy says that, that you be blameless. That your spirit, soul, and body be presented blameless. Amen. Now, if they are going to, if if you are going to be blameless, it means that when they check the nitty gritty of your soul, the nitty gritty of your spirit, and the nitty gritty of your body, there should be no fault. There should be no. There should be nothing they can point to that says ah, this thing has fault here. Yeah. Why? Because if there's fault, there God can trust it. God can't because it's not a sure foundation. Amen. God can't rest on something that is not sure. I mean, if that chair you are sitting on is not sure, will you sit on it? It's, I mean, the first, the first thing you say is, ah, this, I'm not sitting on Please, can you look for a, <laughs> another chair for me? Amen. So I just want us to uh, quickly uh, look into this nature, this everlasting life is something to desire, is something to look forward to, is something to pursue. All the cries of our heart is to come into living. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Pastor uh, Tokwe is here and I think this is where I'll just uh, put a, a pen to this. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, over to you, sir.